Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The majority of our body is all gut bacteria, you know, for, for context. We're, we have more bacterial cells than we even have human cells. Well, that's crazy yeah. to think about. So there's more stuff living in us than we know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Welcome back to the show, guys. Digital Social Hour. Got a fabulous guest for you guys today, Jeremiah Jermerson. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what you been working on lately? What am I working on? Uh, pretty much following everything that I recommend. Mm. Trying to get rid of stress, trying to eat better, trying to get better light, uh, everything, anti-aging. Yeah, you recommend some fascinating stuff that I haven't seen anywhere. Awesome. Especially with the eyesight stuff. Yep, yep. You, uh, is it true you have a $20 flashlight that you shine in your eyes every morning? I do. I do. I have a, a 670 nanometer flashlight. So that's a red uh, spectrum of sunlight mm. uh, or of, of light. And so uh, that is considered photobiomodulation. So photobiomodulation is massively studied. And uh, photobiomodulation is basically how light uh, affects our cells, how it actually heals up all of our cells. So this study came out a couple of years ago. They took 670 uh, nanometer flashlights and they showed it into the eyes of people. And as uh, as you got older, what they saw was is better improvements in not only eyesight, but color differentiation as well. It, uh, it skyrocketed. Wow. And one of the things that happens is, is as we get older, our mitochondria, uh, which is the nuclear power plant of the cell, uh, it, it diminishes. And so that's why this really improves this is because photobiomodulation revs that up. So have you measured your eyesight before you started and after? I did. I did. I mean, I already had really good uh, eyesight. I got LASIK uh, done when I was 21 years old. Yeah. And due to my poor lifestyle in, in chiropractic school, I mean, I was unbelievably unhealthy. I And, and this is going to be hysterical, but I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes every day. I, I drank uh, tons of alcohol. I ate fast food. And so within a couple of years, like I noticed my eyesight was actually starting to fail. And, you know, so I'd always plan to, to say to myself, you know, someday I'll get LASIK done again. I'll, I'll improve that. Yeah. And so all of the photobiomodulation reversed all of that. So I see just as good as I did after the LASIK. Wow. So you could get LASIK twice? Uh, I think so. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. My mom got it, but she's like almost 60 now. And she said it sort of went away at this point. And I think some of that has to do with with inflammation in our body. I think that's that's why that can change that. Really? So inflammation can affect eyesight? Inflammation can absolutely affect eyesight. Wow, you never hear about that. So what exactly, so your eyes are actually getting inflamed a little bit, basically? 
your entire body can can get inflamed. But you know, again, it kind of comes down to that whole uh, you know the the mitochondria, which is the nuclear power plant of the cell. It basically mm. provides the the energy. It's like the battery for for your cells. Yeah. And so as we get older, our mitochondria decrease in efficiency. So just you know, it's not going to function, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. And so due to our lifestyle that can accelerate that. Interesting. And on the diet side, what approach are you taking? Because it seems like every year there's a new superfood, a new trend, a new fad. Are you staying consistent with what you're doing? Or are you changing it up? I always, I'm always experimenting, but, but really what, what I found that it comes down to is, um, is there always has to be, there always has to be context. Mm -hmm. when, when you're eating stuff, you know, I'm not a, a huge fan of necessarily cutting out, you know, food groups, but, you know, for instance, like, you know, genetically, not everybody can process, you know, dairy, but you can grow gut bacteria in your gut that can actually process the dairy for you. Mm. So how would you go about doing that? Say you're lactose intolerant. What would you take to have that in your gut? I like to try to grow this, uh, this bacteria in my gut. Uh, and, and I'm absolutely in love with this stuff. Uh, it's called Ackermansia. So it's a specific type of gut bacteria that helps kind of seal up the, the gut wall. Mm. Um, and it plays well with this other bacteria called bifido. And so once you can regrow those gut bacteria in your gut, you can slowly start taking in smaller amounts of dairy uh, and, and be able to, to handle it. And wow. so there are studies where they have gotten animals to, to be able to process dairy again. That's exciting for yeah. people out there that can't eat ice cream or yeah. have a cheese, uh, grilled cheese. Yeah. It takes, a little, takes a little bit of work and, and effort, but everything always comes down to, to, to context. Yeah. So how long would you have to take it to eat some? Would you have to take it for like a year? I'd say about, about 20, 30 days. Okay, and it's not, not that you're actually taking like a probiotic. You have to, you have to, uh, that particular, uh, uh, that particular bacteria doesn't do well as a probiotic. So you have yeah. to basically feed it what it likes to eat. Where do you stand on probiotics? I've seen mixed things about it. I mean, I drink kombucha, I eat yogurt, but like, is that something you should be taking daily? Um, you know, kombucha and yogurt is a, a little bit uh, different in that it has much, much higher levels of good bacteria than you would get in a pill per se. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of probiotics and it's just because, you know, I could take a probiotic and it can make me feel absolutely amazing. You could take the exact same probiotic and you you'd say, oh my God, dude, this makes me feel like I've got the worst brain fog in the world. Mm. And on top of it, you know, uh, if like this whole inside of this, this room here is like the, the inside of your, your gut wall, um, when you take a probiotic, it would be, if we were trying to paint this inside of this room, it would be like taking a paintbrush and kind of dipping into the paint and you're kind of like spattering it around the walls. It, you know, it's, it's kind of doing the job, but you know, not really, as opposed to food. If you actually feed your gut bacteria, mm -hmm. good food, that's like, it's like covering the whole inside of your gut wall. So it's a big difference. Interesting. So you talked about inflammation earlier. Your whole philosophy is to just try to avoid or limit it, right? Through, right. through proper diet and supplements. Uh, it's not just diet and supplements. I mean, it has to be the, the whole shebang. You have to limit stress. You have to have uh, good sunlight. Mm. You have to sleep well. You have to breathe well. You have to drink, you know, uh, enough water. Wow. Uh, you know, it, it's, so there's a lot of different factors. And if you're missing one of those things, limit your toxin exposure. You know, so if you're li uh, if you're limiting any of those things, you're going to crash. So mm. you could have somebody having the best diet and and uh, you know the best diet in the world, and they exercise, but let's say they're under chronic amounts of stress it's never going to go down. Yeah. Or like, you know, you hear about somebody, you know, like, oh man, like I know this one guy and he was an avid runner and, you know, somehow he ended, you know, and he always stayed away, but he never smoked. And 
and he never did any of that stuff, but he ended up with lung cancer. Well, you know, the guy ran outside and, you know, in traffic and mm. inhaled, you know, smog and uh, carbon monoxide from, you know, gas exhaust and stuff. Um, you know, so everything kind of everything kind of com comes together. You can't have one without the other. Wow. So you mentioned toxic exposure. Is that like I've been seeing all this stuff on social media, like household cleaning products, laundry detergents, uh, even shampoo and conditioner. Are you talking about all that? All of it. All of it. You know, we, we pretty much live in a toxic world. It's, it's kind of scary. We're exposed to uh, I've seen studies saying that uh, we are, we're exposed to something like 10,000 different chemicals by the time 10 a.m. hits. Yeah. How? Um, anything from, you know, imagine. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In our furniture, uh, off gases, PFAS, which is forever chemicals, which can mess with your endocrine system to your tap water. Tap water, they, they just did a study and they found that I, I want to say it was 50, 52, 55% of uh all of the tap water in the entire United States mm -hmm. is loaded in PFAS, which is the forever chemicals. <laughs> stuff messes with your hormones. It causes inflammation. It causes cancers. Whoa. Um, you know, detergents. I mean, this stuff is, is, is everywhere. You're outside. You're, you're inhaling, you know, again, carbon monoxide. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's scary. So if you want to just take a shower, like, what do you do? <laughs> uh, you know, and it just depends, like, on, on how how geeky you want to get, you know, but you can get a, a whole house, uh, you know, filter, mm. like a reverse osmosis. Is that what you have? Yeah. The Kangen machine or whatever? I don't do the, the, the Kangen. Uh, I've got something, uh, I think it's like radiant life. Okay. And that hooks up to your showers in your bath too, like, mm -hmm. and all your sinks. Yep. Interesting. Yep. I've got a separate one for, for the sink. Wow. Yeah, that might be worth it because if you're bathing in that, it's probably not the best because your body just soaks up everything, right? Your body absolutely soaks it all up. Man, that's scary. Yeah. And with the stress stuff, something that's like really concerning because a lot of people are stressed, obviously, but I never knew it could have that much of an impact on your health. Yep. Yep. And it's different, you know, and stress comes in all different forms. You know, it's not just always that emotional stress. You know, mm -hmm. you can have, you know, bad light, you know, that that's a stress or, you know, not sleeping, you know, that's a stress. You know, yeah. there's a lot of different things that can be considered a stress. What foods have you seen cause inflammation and, and stress for people? Like, Fried foods, right? Obviously, but fried foods, you know, it, it definitely comes down to ultra processed foods. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this stuff, you know, absolutely destroys our gut bacteria. Uh, it, it messes with our liver. Um, you know, so whenever I put anything in my mouth, you know, my big thing is, is, you know, I try to think, you know, hey, is this feeding my gut bacteria? Uh, you know, the majority of our body is all gut bacteria, you know, for, for context where we have more bacterial cells than we even have human cells. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. So there's more 
stuff living in us than we know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in terms of sleep, how have you gone about going about that? I saw Brian Johnson just achieve like a hundred score on whoop for four months straight with his sleep. You really, really have to work at it. I mean, you know, blood sugar, uh, you really have to be on top of all of your blood sugar levels, you know? So if you're eating, let's say processed foods and you're getting these insulin spikes and these insulin crashes, what's going to happen is, is you're going to get an insulin crash in the middle of the night, your body ends up spiking up your adrenaline mm. and adrenaline, you're going to, you end up waking up in the middle of the night, all revved up. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to do, you know, laundry lists in your brain. Mm. That's definitely happened to me before. So you're saying basically not to eat before you sleep. Um, I'm saying you have to eat quality foods throughout the day, or right. if you're constantly stressed, you know, again, that's going to take your stress hormones and they're going to start being all over the place. You're going to, mm. again, that's going to kind of wake you up. Or if you're not getting appropriate light, uh, all throughout the day. So you need sunlight in your eyes very first thing in the morning to be able to start creating melatonin. You need to mm. get sunlight a little bit all throughout the day. You can't have too much artificial light at night, or you start shutting down your production of melatonin. Mm. Uh, you know, so, you know, from a sunlight perspective, movement, if you're not moving enough, you know, throughout the day, uh, when we, when we move, when we walk, uh, mm -hmm. when we stay busy and stuff like that, you know, it helps kind of pump our lymphatic system, you know, so there's all of these kind of key players. Um, and so things won't necessarily work without every, without everything. Right. So how much sunlight are you trying to get per day and how many steps are you trying to average? Um, you know, sunlight, uh, I try to get at least like 15 minutes of exposure, you know, very first thing in the morning, I try to shoot for, you know, 10, 20 minutes, you know, kind of midday, you can download an app. Um, I want to say it's called D minder. Mm. And so you can basically, you punch in your, your latitude and, uh, and you punch in your skin type and a couple of other questions, and you can get an idea as to how much time you should be spending in sunlight, uh, during the middle of the day. And ideally, you know, this would be with your glasses off, you know, you know, shirt mm -hmm. off, you know, try to get as much bare skin, you know, into right. the, into the sunlight. So different skin types should have different amounts of sunlight. Right. Interesting. Right. You know, so my wife is, is she's, she's very pale skinned. Yeah. Um, she'll be in the sunlight for like, you know, 10 minutes and she starts kind of getting red. Right. I can be in there, you know, for, for an hour, you know, wow. so it, it really depends. And that's why, you know, some people will say, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, like avoid sunlight, you know, put on the sunscreen, you know, this and this and this, everything comes down to, to that balance. There's a lot of, uh, you know, the devil is always in the, the details. Yeah. I'm seeing mixed things on the sunscreen stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Anything you used as a child growing up that you thought was normal is now like out the almost, you know, Yeah, it's yeah. scary. Absolutely. Are you a fan, going back to the sleep real quick, are you a fan of the mouth taping trend that's going around? I am a huge fan uh, of the mouth taping trend. Um, it, it, it has uh, helped a lot of patients and, and clients. Um, you know, even when I've made, you know, videos on social media, you'll often see like, you know, people will comment like, oh my God, you know, like, you know, my sleep just went through the roof. Like mm -hmm. I feel so much, you know, you know, clear headed. Uh, there's some people that are against it. You know, some of the doctors are against it, you know, it, it can help, you know, some moderate forms of or mild to moderate forms of sleep apnea. But if you have a severe sleep apnea, you really have to, you know, see a sleep specialist. But yeah. uh, but it can be a game changer for, for a lot of people. Yeah, I use it every night. I use a brand called Hostage Tape and it's it's really impacted my sleep, honestly. That's that's definitely legit. Yeah, because I could sleep less but feel better. Cause I yep. used to sleep with my mouth wide open. Yep. And that's what, what happens, you know, we, we mouth breathe a lot all throughout the, the day. Uh, our tongues get weak, um, you know, because we're not uh, keeping appropriate tongue posture. So our tongue actually has to be 
up in the top portion uh, of our mouth. And if we don't, uh, if we don't, it actually even starts changing the posture of our face. I've even seen studies, uh, you know, showing that having that your tongue at the roof of your mouth even increases your strength, you know, so they've shown that even in weightlifters. Wait, tongue on the top of your mouth increases your strength. Yeah. So what happens is, you know, what happens is, is that if we don't uh, have appropriate tongue posture as we sleep and if we're mouth breathing throughout the day at nighttime, that's what ends up happening is, is our mouth kind of opens up. Our tongue starts kind of rolling back uh, and it starts kind of choking us off. Wow. That's crazy. Cause your tongue is pretty long, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Uh, what are some common health and nutrition myths you see on social media that irritate you and you want to address? Wow. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> you, you know, really what it comes down to is, uh, is, is all of the, the baby talk, you baby know, talk, baby talk. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like everything, you know, the, we, we look at things, you know, from like, you know, like, okay, like you know, blueberries are good and bananas are, are bad. Mm. And, you know, vegetables are good, but this is bad. Or, you know, meat is good and meat is bad. You know, yeah. again, everything kind of comes down to, to this, this context. Yeah, they oversimplify, right? They, they really o- oversimplify. It's like, like they'll, they'll cherry pick studies. Um, yeah. and, and there's always, you know, there's always, you know, the, the, again, the, the devil's in, in the details. I used to avoid bananas because, I, you know, I was like, oh, my God, you know, they're high glycemic. They're going right. to spike up my blood sugar. Um, and in reality, you know, it comes down to, to context. If you eat a green banana, green bananas are really good for feeding your gut bacteria. So mm. all of a sudden you've taken, you know, something that, you know, is supposed to be the, the junk health food and you've turned it into a superfood. I'm glad you said that because I always get hate for eating them yeah. kind of green because mm-hmm. <laughs> people are like, you're weird, but I like them more hard. Yeah, oh, that sounded wrong, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I like them green for some reason. Yeah, yeah. When they have the brown dots, I don't like them as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Those are, save those for, for your smoothies. Yeah. What about eggs? I've seen you say the, the yolk. Is that part bad for you? The yolk is just, it's, it's really nutrient dense. I mean, if, if you think about it, you know, this is, this is, it's so nutrient dense that it, it feeds newborn life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Because there's people that say it's terrible for you. No, I mean, it's, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, fear against cholesterol. There really shouldn't be uh, a lot of fear against uh, cholesterol. Um, but, yeah. What's your stance on seed oils? I am totally against the, the seed okay. oils. Um, you know, there's there's some countries like Japan that, that eat a bunch of seed oils, but I don't yeah. think that they're eating the refined seed oils. And they eat a lot of fish in their diet, which helps kind of, you know, balance things out. Right. Interesting. I didn't know they were eating seed oils there because they have one of the longest lifespans in Japan. They do. They do. What type of seed oils are they eating? Um, I believe they, they eat uh, canola oil. Really? Yeah. That's like the worst one, I thought. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it, again, it, it comes down to in the United States, you know, it, it, if, if the seed oil is very refined, mm-hmm. um, that is what causes inflammation. So that's why I avoid that stuff across mm. the board. So when it's refined, they're just heating it up, right? They're heating it up and, and it causes it to break down, which is going to cause inflammation in your body. You know? right. So, I mean, even, even health foods, you've really got to watch out. You know, there's a lot of, you know, health foods and it's, it's you know, such pain in because you have to look at all of your labels when you go to Whole Foods, but yeah. you know, even at the, you know, even buying like, uh, you know, even at the salad bar at, at Whole Foods, I'm constantly, I'm like, okay, that has canola oil. You know, <laughs> avoid that. I'm like, yeah. okay, that has, you know. So even though they don't have, you know, like, you know, the 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 stuff that that everybody knows, you know, avoid 
you know, let's say vegetable oil and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you always have to read those labels. Yeah, it's a shame because I used to eat that hot bar at Whole Foods every week, but then I found out they use canola oil in like everything. Exactly. So I was like, are you serious? And even all the healthy snacks at Whole Foods yeah. and grocery stores, a lot of them have seed oils. Yeah, and you, you, and that's why you have to sit there and pay attention to every label. And it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm always going to be, you know, perfect. A lot of times in our household, we'll buy some snacks and, you know, and we, we think that, you know, you just do a glance at it and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, a month or two later, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, oh my God, that's the worst like, feeling. seriously? Yeah, you're half the bag. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> like, man, I love this stuff. All right, back to the drawing board. I'm going to find something, yeah. you know, different. Yeah. But, you know, you, you get what you put into it. Yeah. Why do you think a lot of foods are banned in Europe or not Europe in uh, no in Europe, but not in the U.S.? They have, you know, they, they, they definitely have a little bit stricter standards. And, mm. you know, it's not that it's not that they don't have any junk food. It's not that they don't have any inflammatory food, but there's a lot of foods that we use here. There's like, uh, you know, titanium dioxide is in a bunch of different candies. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to make that illegal in both uh, California and uh, New York. Mm. Um, BHT and BHA, um, you know, so there's a lot of, of, of different chemicals like, like that. If you take a look at, you know, just even the ingredients in like, let's, let's say McDonald's in McDonald's United, uh, UK and McDonald's here, yeah. totally different things. Right. Um, they don't use red dye number 40. That's another big one. Um, you know, so red dye number 40, very inflammatory can mm. cause a, a lot of, you know, ADHD with kids. That's basically like a food coloring, right? Right. To make it look red. Right. Yeah, it's interesting that so much stuff is just banned and it's clearly they've done studies on the ingredients and it's clearly bad for you, but yeah. it won't get banned here. Yeah. And and that's what they'll say is, is you know, they'll, they'll say, well, we're not 100 percent, but we don't necessarily want to, to take the, the chance here. Yeah. You know, everything is, is money driven. Yeah. I saw you talk about dark chocolate. You're a huge fan of that, right? I am a huge fan of, of dark chocolate, but there's been some interesting studies kind of coming out about uh, heavy metals in, yeah. in dark chocolate. You that. know, so it's it's like you you have to you know a if you're going to go with, with chocolate, you want to go with dark chocolate. You want to go with the highest quality you know possible, um, and then you know b you really want to watch out for like you just not not going to town on it. And it all depends on you know where you're at in terms of your health, where you're at in terms of your genetics. You know, so genetically for for me. Um, I am a very poor detoxifier. So that means my body doesn't get rid of chemicals that, that well. So mm. I, I really have to watch out for, for that stuff because it's going to cause a lot of longstanding health issues. Mm. Yeah, it's really crazy, man, because there's always these new foods and then it comes out later that it's not as healthy as people thought. And it's right. like you're constantly changing it up, you know? Right, right. But, you know, that's, that's the best thing is, is, you know, try to go with, you know, highest quality, you know, mm -hmm. least processed. If you, if, if you, if that's all everybody did was went, uh, you know, the highest quality, you know, least processed, you are, you're, you're going to win. Yeah. What have you seen work in terms of anti-aging for you and your clients? Have there been any foods or diets or supplements that have been proven to anti-age? Foods, diet supplements, um, you know, again, you know, I, I, I kind of just concentrate on all of the, those foundational things. You know, I, I think I, I typically uh, promote skills over pills, Okay. you know, so I started doing, you know, functional medicine with with patients. Functional medicine is you're trying to get to, to the root cause of, you know, people's different different health issues. You know, so you typically, you know, it's 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 uh, you spend you know, the clients will pay you $3,000 and, you know, and that's, that's upfront. And then you end up, uh, you end up running something like a thousand or $2,000, you know, worth of labs. And then you sit there and you start, you know, just shoving, you know, supplements at them. Yeah. 
And so uh, I, I was doing that with patients and they were getting some good results. But, you know, what it really came down to was everybody was just everybody needed to do all of those foundational things. It didn't mm. make a difference if I gave them, you know, really good anti-inflammatory if they weren't decreasing their stress levels or if they weren't breathing right or if they you know, weren't, you know, drinking enough water, you know, wow. you're going to hit the, hit the wall. So I kind of started dialing back from that, that stuff, because I kind of felt that I was no, no different than, than kind of big pharma. I said, started saying to people, I said, you know what, what I want you to do is, is, you know, let's, let's make this easier. Let's focus on skills over pills. Let's focus on, you know, your most minimal effort, maximum mm -hmm. benefit, bang for your buck things, and just slowly kind of, you know, build upon that, you know, wow. so we, we focus on, you know, you're going to get more bang for your buck, focusing on your gut bacteria and your breathing than you will on any supplement. Yeah. I love that approach. Cause people just, I used to be on like 50 pills a day and I'm like, this is, this is too much. It's yeah. getting ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we had, you know, we had, uh, you know, patients coming in and, and they were, you know, you know, prescribed, you know, from different people and then stuff that they had read, you know, online, you know, yeah. like 30, 40, you know, diff different pills. Um, you know, and, and, and that might be fine, but a lot of, you know, like 99% of the time they were dropping the ball on all of those fundamental things. Yeah. It just got to the point where like, I don't know if my liver was hurting or something, but I was just eating so many different pills and it's not good when you're eating that many. Yeah, And like, you, you don't really know what, what types of, of interactions, you know, the, those have. Yeah. Um, so is it true that clothing can potentially cause cancer? Clothing can potentially cause cancer. Wow. So spandex is loaded in BPA. And there was a recent lawsuit, you know, towards, and, and you know, this is going to make a lot of people cry, but like towards Lululemon, a lot of, you know, athletic performance uh, clothing providers, because they found they were found to have something like 22 times the limit of BPA. Now, wow. You know, your skin absorbs stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, you don't always have to eat something to, you know, to, to get that, uh, you know, ab absorption. Right. So, you know, and, and that's what happens is, is, you know, people wear, you know, like sports bras, you know, underwear, you know, the, you know, all of these, these shirts. And so it sits there and uh, absorbs into their skin. Uh, I think they did it, some study on just even athletic socks and found that they had, you know, it was like 30 times the level of BPA. Even, even just handling, you know, your receipts at a store. I stopped doing that. Yeah, you, yeah. you actually absorb, you know, BPA. And BPA is a major endocrine disruptor. So, you know, basically what it is, is it, it, is it throws off uh, all of your hormones. Um, it'll throw off all of your hormones. It'll cause cancer. It'll mm -hmm. cause, you know, inflammation. And again, it's not, you know, like sometimes people start getting, you know, freaked out about this, this stuff. And it's, you know, what I, what I typically tell people is just, you know, do what you can, you know, you're yeah. not going to be able to like, you know, solve all of these things, you know, all at once it's, it's, you know, you, you know, just try to make those little choices when and where you can. Right. It's scary, man. It's, the receipt stuff scared me and I feel bad for cashiers because they're touching thousands a day. Yeah. They don't even know it's like not that good for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary. In, in terms of the clothing. So is there clothing that doesn't have those uh, materials? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you can go with cotton, if you can go with a uh, Merino wool, um, mm -hmm. you know, that those types of things, you know, are, are better. Yeah. I saw my friend, Brian gold, shout out to Brian. He bought like EMF, uh, boxers yeah. and he went to the airport and it just showed up black on the, uh, scanner. Yep. yep. So they had to pat him down. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm with you. Cause those, apparently those machines that scan your whole body are really bad for you. Yep. And I, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's always lame, but you know, I, I always opt for, for the pat down. Uh, I'm always, you know, having my phone on airplane mode whenever it's on my, my person. Mm. So the, it, that's true. Then the phone actually emits radiation. That's harmful. 
the phone does uh, emit radiation that that is harmful. Um, wow. You know, it's it's a very it's a very 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 controversial subject. Yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta imagine that you know any scientist you know that that even begins to start kind of like you know diving into that is gonna you know get his funding pulled. Wow, because they just have so much money behind them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So you mentioned breathing a few times now. What is the proper way to breathe? Um, you know, I typically have people kind of focus on longer exhales than, than inhales. Longer exhales. Longer exhales than inhales, uh, trying to breathe through your nose, you know, mm. so trying to avoid, you know, all of that, that mouth breathing, mm -hmm. uh, trying to keep your jaw relaxed, trying to breathe with your belly, you know, mm. so just trying to do that, that diaphragmatic breathing. You know, you watch people, uh, you know, people will come in and, uh, and I'm talking to them and I watch and they're just, you know, you, you can see them kind of like breathing with their shoulders, yeah, you know. That. And so, you know, we breathe 22 to 25,000 times a day. And, you know, so and that'll cause all sorts of headaches, all sorts of, you know, neck issues. Um, you know, so you just have to be, you know, a little bit more mindful, a little bit more, you know, conscious. Mm. Yeah, I do the Wim Hof method every day. Have you done that? I did. I, I did, love just it. did it this morning. Oh, yeah? Yep. How many minutes can you hold your breath for? Uh, about four. About four. I just hit a new record two minutes, five seconds, but four minutes is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. How long well, did it? It, it, it took a couple of years. Okay. It, yeah, it, I've been it doing it for like six months. Yeah. And that's impressive. I know some people up to like five, six minutes. It's like yeah. crazy. And, and you know, you definitely, you don't want to do it, you know, you don't want to do it in the water. You don't want to do it in anything like that. You want to do it in a nice, safe, kind of relaxed place. Yeah, I agree. I, I tried it in the water, but I got in my own head for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this mental hack for weight loss that you've been promoting? Uh, the mental hack for, for weight loss, you know, so... Uh, you know, cold adaptation has, has been been pretty big. And, uh, you know, I've been studying cold adaptation probably for about 12 years. Um, my clinic was one of the very first uh, clinics with a uh, whole body, uh, whole body cryotherapy. So it's basically a big giant chamber that you would stand in naked and we would drop the temperature down to about minus 270 degrees. And basically what it does is it, is it the body and you start producing more glutathione and uh you know more stress resilience you know mm. so like if your body can can chill out you know if your body can can handle you know all of the the cold you sitting in traffic later on during the day you know isn't too bad but one of the things that cold does is is uh is it increases something called it's a special fat uh it's a it's a fat with superpowers it's called brown adipose tissue mm. and so brown adipose tissue um basically it, it burns more calories. Um, and so what you can do is you can, uh, I've, and there's a lot of studies on this, you can actually use menthol um, on brown adipo, uh, on, I'm sorry, uh, on areas of your body that would have uh, high amounts of, uh, of brown adipose tissue. So think about around your collarbones, think about around your shoulder blades. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll put it on stubborn fat areas. Mm. And so you can actually increase that brown adipose tissue and basically turn yourself into a fat burning machine. But again, it, it all comes down to context. If you're doing this stuff, but then you're eating the wrong foods and you're right. sleeping wrong. Uh, and again, you know, everything has to have a balance, you know? So if you start, uh, if you start, uh, doing too much of this stuff, you actually change your gut bacteria. So now they're like, well, you know, you know, we're living in, in Antarctica. <laughs> so we, you know, we're going to need to burn more energy. We're going to need to to stoke the, uh, the fire. So it's going to start being able to pull more calories out of your food. Interesting. So how cold do you need to get for that to kick in? Because I take cold showers. Is that cold enough? Um, anything colder than your body temperature okay. um, is, is all it takes. But 
the um, the colder it is, you know, so the minus 270, you know, minus 270 degrees, yeah. you know, you were in there for about, you know, two minutes to, to three minutes. If yeah. you were doing something maybe 10 degrees less than your body temperature, you'd have to be there for a lot longer period right. of time. Right. Yeah, I'm in there a few minutes, but that's probably not long enough to reach the full effect. Um, so is it true that laughing lowers blood sugar and can change your genes? Laughing does lower your blood sugar. It changes your genes. There was um, some uh, some interesting studies about, um, uh, and they came out out of Japan. They took uh, all of these these diabetics and uh, and they took half the diabetics and uh, half the diabetics. They showed them this this terrible boring lecture. And so what happens is that their blood sugar went absolutely went through the roof. Wow. They showed the the uh, other group, they showed them a hilarious comedy show. Not only did their blood sugar drop down into the the normal range, um, but 23 genes uh, so uh, were uh, 23 genes were changed in terms of genetic expression. It's actually crazy cuz I I felt like we were taught growing up that you couldn't really change your genes, but now there's all these studies that they can be changed. So our, you know, so we've got so we've got our, our genes and then we have something called epigenetics and epigenetics is basically our environment changes our genetic expression. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, if you're, you know, again, if you're under, under stress, it'll, it'll change your, your, your genetic ex expression. Mm. Wow. Jeremiah, I've learned a lot, man. This has been a great episode. I can't wait to implement some of the stuff. Is there anything you want to close off with? Uh, not really, you know, just, uh, again, you know, focus, focus on, on the basics. You can't just, you can't just focus on diet and exercise. You mm -hmm. really have to have to go after your stress levels. You have to go after your light. You have to go after your breathing, uh, all of the above, man. I love that. Cause that's not taught anywhere. People just focus on diet and exercise, but this is like yes. what you really need. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, youngeryoublueprint.com and uh, we've got some other websites where we'll be launching some, some free courses for, for everybody. Um, and uh, I'm also on social media at uh, youngeryoudoc. Um, so I'd love to see you there. Love it. Thanks for watching, guys, and I'll see you next time.